Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is the Ken Carmen Show. And we are coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans Studios, National Mortgage Lender. Quicken Loans presenting Rocket Mortgage with you every step of the way. It's the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio, 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. Send the tweets, send them hot, at Ken Carmen, C-A-R-M-A-N. Tom, good morning to you. Good morning, Ken. Tom, we were just talking about Netflix. You haven't seen season four yet or started season four of uh, Last Chance You? No, I have not. Who is um, it? What did you, you say? What did you say? Which school? Who is it? Oh, this is in they're, – they're at Independence Community College now. They were there last year. Ah. And the coach – boy, they, they like – how they open up the season or how they open up the show because it was like, oh, Jason Brown got fired. Like the coach got fired over the summer. Oh, wow. And I don't know. I don't know how well they did last year. I heard that they didn't do very well, and there might have been some other extenuating circumstances there. Obviously, now we know about what he might have texted the uh, the one recruit, which is obviously not very good. But boy, there's a lot of controversy there. But there were there was a voice that said they hired a good coach. They just didn't hire a good person. And basically, Jason Brown, the coach, says they're going to talk a lot of bleep about me because they fired me. But I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm like, man, I can't wait to do a deep, deep dive into this. And I'm about three episodes in, and uh, it's so far so good. So far so good, season four, unpaid testimonial. I'll tell you that right now. You, 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 what, you saw season one and you just didn't see it again? Yeah. I, don't, I, I liked it, but it, I, I did the same thing I was just saying with All or Nothing. Like that amazing show on Amazon that follows NFL teams, too. They did like the Cardinals, I think, the first year, then the Cowboys. They've done two, I think, since then. I, and I just watched the first one. It was absolutely amazing. You're following them. You're seeing all the, the locker room speeches through the season. It's not just training camp, obviously. It's the whole season. But I don't yeah. know why one of those is enough for me. I don't go back. Like, real quick, Netflix is going to have to start doing what they do on, on Hulu. Can we just say this for a second? Sure. Yeah, what do you mean? Because, all right, I, I don't watch The Handmaid's Tale. My wife loves The Handmaid's Tale. All right? Right. I know that a new episode comes out like once a week. Like they give you the first three episodes, then a new one comes out once a week. So it spaces it out. Oh, I didn't even realize they were doing that. That's yeah, but it makes it – I think it might make it better. No, it's not on Hulu. I think it's on Amazon. So I take that back. I, they need to start doing what Amazon's doing. Because when I go to Netflix, like I'll, I'll binge watch this show, and then it's gone for a year. A year's a long time when you think about it, Tom. Yeah. Like I'll watch this – I don't know how many – I don't know how many episodes are in season four, but it usually comes out right before camp, like the NFL camp. And I started watching it like a week or two later to start season one. And now we're here on year four. And I'm like, I'm going to finish this in a couple of days. And now it's, it's done. Like, and I'm not going to see it again for another year. Yeah. I mean, I've been Stranger Things season yeah. three in like four days and now it's gone. Exactly. It's and an so issue for them too, like with ratings and all kinds I agree. of things. It's, it's weird. Yeah. I agree. And it's like, hey, if you, if you just spaced it out, which people, maybe they get upset about it. Maybe I'm hitting it wrong here. But if they just spaced it out a little bit, 
Like, it gives, does it not give you something to look forward to? No, it does. I think that, you know, the best television shows, that's the, the mm. anticipation of week to week is part of the whole experience. That's exactly. That Stranger Things is missing. People are trying to compare it to, like, Game of Thrones viewership-wise, and they measure, like, who watched the first episode in the first five days as, like, one rating, which is kind of smart. But then after that, it just – so that rating is well, huge. But then after exactly. that, the ratings are under – 10 million because everybody watches no it sense. in a day yeah everybody yeah. watches it in a day like you remember the first time this happened and when when it was actually a good show and there was nothing going on with kevin spacey house of cards people would take the day off of work for the day that house of cards came out to watch house of cards in a day that entire the, the entire new yeah, season I remember yeah and that show was addicting and then it got it kind of got out there and then we found out the stuff with kevin spacey and now that boy now they're taking away those charges and all that other stuff but my I mean my god and that was at one time a really, 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 really good show. And people would take the day off to watch that and go, man, if you just spaced it out just a little bit, you'd get something to look forward to. That's why you know, people talk about, well, you want to ex- extend the NFL season. I think the NFL season is extended long enough. I think college football is extended long enough. And it has the perfect offseason. Right now, we're getting ready. I-, I know there's a couple of teams that have already reported to camp. I think four teams. But we're getting ready to report to camp on Thursday. And people can't wait. People can't wait here. College football. We got Bill Bender joining us at 1 o'clock Eastern. We're going to preview the Big Ten because we're five weeks away. So we're doing a Power 5 conference every single week leading up to kickoff. Like, this is going to be a blast. It has the perfect offseason. Like, I'm a big NASCAR fan. The NASCAR offseason is two weeks, it seems. And then they're back to doing it. There's no time off. It doesn't. Jim Cornette says it. How could I miss you if you don't go away? How could I miss how could I miss baseball, basketball, basketball, my God, NASCAR, the long sports stuff, if you'd barely go away? The NFL, like we are tired of the talking. We're tired of the other innuendo. College football the same way. We are ready for football. We are ready to get it going. And I gotta tell you, even though we might be tired of the talking, the Big Ten Media Days are around. And I just thought this was so delicious by Jim Harbaugh, and I can't thank him enough for saying it. Because I knew it was gonna get people worked up. I knew what I saw it was going to get people worked up in the interview. And my God, did it get people worked up in the interview. Urban Meyer on the TK Show, the Athletics Podcast. This, excuse me, Jim Harbaugh on the TK Show, the Athletic Podcast. Quote, Urban Meyer had a winning record. Really phenomenal record everywhere he's been. But also, controversy follows him everywhere he's been. I'm in the heart of Ohio. I'm surrounded by Ohio State fans. I knew Ohio State fan would get in, and boy, did you get in. Thank God for college football. Thank God for that reaction, because everybody and their brother wanted to get after it. And you know what? I think there's truth to what Jim Harbaugh says, and I think there's truth to what an Ohio State fan says about Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh doubled down. This was at Big Ten Media Days, right? Correct here, Tom? Jim Harbaugh doubled down on that. This is what Jim had to say about those comments about Urban Meyer. Go. No, I don't see any uh, no context you should know about it. I don't think it was anything that was um, anything new or anything of a bombshell. It's things that that uh, many of you all have understand and have written about. It's true. It is true. Now, I can't find anything that happened in Bowling Green, and I can't find anything that happened at Utah. And now Utah is part of the Pac-12, which is now big-time college football, but at one point they were in mid-major. But when he got into big-time college football, big-time, big-boy, big-money-backer college football, 
there has been controversy surrounding Urban Meyer. I didn't think that those comments were unwarranted. I don't think those comments were unfair. It's the truth. And I knew Ohio State fan would get in, and you did. And the best thing about this is that Ohio State fan's right, too, because I said it back on, back on Thanksgiving. I said it the weekend of Thanksgiving when Ohio State kicked the everlasting hell out of Michigan in that game, and that was the last chance Jim Harbaugh was going to have after Urban Meyer. Greatness wants to beat greatness. I know that you have an historic rivalry there, one of the best in college football, and if it's one of the best in college football, let's face it, it's one of the best in sports. You have one of the best rivalries going. And for the last 20 years, it's been rather lopsided. I get it. You bring in Jim Harbaugh, and I bought into it too. I thought it was going to change. And I thought that finally, this is because I've been preaching to Ohio State fans throughout every weekday show, every time we get to talk about it. I know you hate Michigan, but you need Michigan to be good going into that game. You need Michigan to be good going into that game because then they get you a chance where you can afford a loss. You can have a loss. You can afford it because if you beat Michigan at the end of the year and they're that good of a football team, if they're Lloyd Carr in his glory days, if they're Bo Schimbeckler in his glory days, if they're a good football team, people remember that. It's an historic football team. I'm sorry. It's been proven so many times over and over again in the Big Ten. Beating a good Wisconsin team is not the same as beating a good Michigan team. Michigan State, Penn State, anyone else, it's just not the same as beating Michigan. Those voters in that room, that committee, won't tell you that. You know that's what they're thinking. Michigan is on a different level. Ohio State's on a different level. And you have to have, you may hate their guts. You may hate Jim Harbaugh for what he says. You might do the whole Woody Woody and Bo thing. You might do the whole Woody thing where you won't buy gas in the state of Michigan. You hate everything about Michigan. You need them to be good. Because if you beat them, one, it makes it that much better. Two, if you beat them, you're going to be blown up even that much more. And the same thing for Michigan. You need Ohio State to be good. Because the committee, they don't take Wisconsin the same way as they take Ohio State. And you could prove that by Ohio State having to beat Wisconsin 59-0 one year to get themselves into a playoff to then end up winning the national championship. They needed to have that big of a beating. Because if they would have just beaten them 35-28, that's it and that's all. If they'd have beaten Michigan 35-28 and Michigan's an 11-0 team going into that, and I know that's a Big Big Ten championship there, it's taken differently. You know it, you don't want to admit it, but that's the truth. But the other truth about it is, is the same thing I said after that loss. You have one of the great rivalries. You are a representative of one of the entities of one of the great rivalries in college football. And again, in turn, one of the great rivalries in sports. It's not the same. If they go out there and they beat Ryan Day, which according to the AP and according to everybody else, they say that they are going to win the Big Ten, that Michigan is the prohibitive favorite to win the Big Ten out of everybody else. They finally got their quarterback, even though they were supposed to last year. They finally got their defense, which they were supposed to last year. They finally had everything going for them, which, again, they were supposed to last year, but here they are. But they finally have all these things going for them. They're going to win the Big Ten, and they're going to beat Ohio State in Ann Arbor to do so. I got to tell you, and I think this is probably why Jim Harbaugh says what he says. Beating Ryan Day and beating Ohio State might be okay. Beating Ryan Day is not beating Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer is Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer is Ronnie Van Zant with Leonard Skinner. Any Skinner fan will tell you out there, Johnny ain't bad. Johnny ain't Ronnie. Ryan Day might not be bad. Ryan Day is not Urban Meyer. Ryan Day is not a guy 
who people change everything they're doing to bring in. Ryan Day is not a guy who they would fire in five seconds, a guy they would fire, or they would hire in five seconds if he were fired and they'd fire their own head coach. Urban Meyer was that guy. I'm still convinced. If Urban Meyer told USC right now to their face, he'll go be their head coach, they'd fire their coach. I think they'd fire Clay Helton right now. And you could say that for 60% of the other programs out there in D1. Urban's on a different level. Jim Harbaugh was brought to Michigan to beat Ohio State and to beat Urban Meyer. And he will always be 0-4 against Urban Meyer. What Jim Harbaugh says is true, and I don't even think it's deflecting. Nikki Meyer got in. Well, Nikki Meyer Dennis, the uh, daughter of Urban Meyer. Quote, this is a tweet of hers. Wait, guys, maybe this is the deflection strategy. Throw a little mud to avoid answering why you always lost. Hashtag respect the rivalry. Hashtag 7-0-0-4, LOL. No, what Jim Harbaugh says is right. You've had major controversies with Urban Meyer at each of Florida and Ohio State, and if he goes anywhere else, more than likely anywhere else he goes. It's part of what comes with Urban Meyer. There's going to be some ugliness there. There's going to be a problem there. But he wins. And ultimately, we've always proven that's all that matters in college football. You win, you'll get away with a couple of things. Might be a little bit sad, probably true. And for Jim Harbaugh, I do think not it's a deflection of being 0-4. Maybe it's a deflection of coping with being 0-4. Maybe it's a a way to cope with 0-4. Because if Urban doesn't come back, you're always 0-4. You'll never, ever have that chance again. And the best chance you had when you were favored going into Ohio Stadium, you had Chase Winovich talking, you had Michigan fans worked up, you had plenty of people going down to Ohio State, going down to Ohio Stadium from Ann Arbor, from all over Michigan, because this was supposed to be the culmination. Michigan's there, it's Harbaugh, and it's not just for this year, it's for the future. The tide was officially turning. It was going to be Jim Harbaugh, and he was going to be the one to pull out the sword and put it right in the chest of Urban Meyer. You lost by how many? I think Paris Campbell's still scoring touchdowns. I think there's absolutely something there where it bothers and should bother Jim Harbaugh as a great football coach that he was never able to beat in four tries in a presidential term another great football coach. It should bother him. He's a competitor. Ryan Day might end up being the next great college football coach in in, in college football history, or he could just be a run-of-the-mill guy, and people will eventually get tired of him, and they'll go get themselves another football coach. I still wonder whether or not he's Gene Smith's own version of Lincoln Riley. I may ask Bill Bender about that coming up here in just less than two hours. I I still don't know. I I don't know how great Ryan Day is going to be doing everything that comes with Ohio State. I don't know. He's a great big question mark. I do know right now he's not Urban Meyer, and I don't think he's going to be Urban Meyer. And it's just not the same. Beating Ohio State would be real sweet. Ain't as good as what it is beating Urban. And you lost all four chances. In fact, you embarrassed yourself the last time. And all this is why Urban needs to come back. And I'll tell you why. Next on CBS Sports Radio. This is the Ken Carmen Show. 855-212-4227. That's CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line. It's brought to you by GEICO. Great news. There's a way you can save 15% or more on car insurance. You switch to GEICO. 15 minutes. All you got to do is go to GEICO.com. 15 minutes. You can save 15% or more on car insurance. One hour from now, 1220 p.m. Eastern. 
We'll do five burning questions. I hope the open is in five burning questions. I hate to spell it out for Tom, but maybe we'll do that. 855-212-4227. Why Urban Meyer needs to come back in just a moment. However, I want to get to George. Listening on 1560 AM in Cocoa Beach, Florida. He's next up on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead, George. Hey, good good to speak with you, Ken. Hey, um, yeah, Urban Meyer, um, you know, he's always been surrounded by controversy. Down here in Florida, he had 43 guys arrested. He, he said he was quitting Florida to... <clears throat> to go to uh, spend more time with his family, but he he went to ESPN and he spent more days on the road and less time with his family when he left there. He was just trying to get himself into Ohio State. And uh, I don't, he's a great football coach, and I'm a, a sports guy. So, you know, uh, there's a difference between a human being and, and, and a football coach. So I respect the heck out of him as a football coach because he's a winner everywhere he's been. But he was trying to get a job at Ohio State, and I just don't uh, – I don't disagree with what Harbaugh said. He's from a football family. I mean, you know, you get that little type A personality, and when you're a competitor, all that matters is what what you're doing for your job. And as a human, I don't respect Urban Meyer, but as a coach, I do. But, uh, yeah, I don't have any problem with what Harbaugh said. No, I agree. I, I, I agree with you, George. I think that what Jim Harbaugh said, and thank you very much for the call, I think what you said is, is right. I think what Jim Harbaugh said is right. I do think Jim Harbaugh is trying to come to grips with the reality right now that he's 0-4 against Urban Meyer and he'll never be, have a chance to be 1-4. To never get that monkey off your back, to not get that chance to get it, get it off your back as a competitor, has to be horrific. And I had all these people, I swear to God, Tom was there. Back on Thanksgiving, or the weekend of Thanksgiving, when they got there clocks clean. Ah, Ken, it doesn't matter. Ryan Day's there, beating Ohio State's beating Ohio State. Yeah, beating Ohio State's a great thing if you're a Michigan fan. It's not beating Urban Meyer if you're Jim Harbaugh. You were brought there to beat Urban Meyer. That's why they paid you. They didn't pay. How much does Jim Harbaugh make? $7 million, Tom? Is it $7 million? He makes six, seven, eight million dollars. You think they pay? So he makes seven million. nationally. People really don't believe that they paid Jim Harbaugh $7 million, the third highest paid coach in the country, to beat Ryan Day, do they? No. You brought him in to beat Urban Meyer, brother. That's why you did it. Urban Meyer is a cold-blooded, calculated killer. That's what college football's become. The whole days of, well, you have your territory and I have my territory and we have soft verbals being given now, so we can't go and go after those play. Those days are done. Those days are done. It's about getting the recruit, getting him to play, getting him to play as soon as you can. And now it's even more cutthroat with the transfer portal. Urban Meyer is what brought that to fruition. And that's what Jim Harbaugh was paid to do. He didn't do it. Technically, he did not do the job he was paid to do. That bothers Jim Harbaugh. He's not an idiot. He is a realistic person in that sense. He does some crazy things. And I've said it so many times before, it's become ad nauseum. If Jim Harbaugh wins a national championship, then it's all colorful and it's all fun. If you continue to fall flat and not win the Big Ten and not beat Ohio State, then playing catch with your shirt off and the trips across the world and and having sleepovers at recruits' houses is weird. It's not colorful. It's just weird. That's weird things that losers do. That's what Jim Harbaugh was known to do for a long time here. Now you have your chance. But the Jim Harbaugh, it's not about beating Ohio State, just Ohio State. It's about beating Urban Meyer. You did not do what you were paid to do. And for all this being said, this is exactly why Urban Meyer needs to come back. 
I start talking about I start ter- talking about Ohio State and Urban Meyer. I got people from Florida wanting to call up. I start talking about that. If Urban Meyer comes back, I can't wait to hear the calls from Ohio State fans. This is why I listen. I like Clay Helton. I think he's a good, solid guy. I think he's tried to do his best to right the ship at USC with losing scholarships, having a mess of a situation as an athletic director ahead of him, having a mess of a situation as a program ahead of him, having goofiness run amok at what is historically supposed to be a great program. I think Clay Helton's done the best job he possibly could do. But for all this, i got to root for him to fail because I need Urban Meyer back in college football like I need air. That he still perpetuates what goes on in college football. That he still is the center of conversation from former coaches in college football. It's why Urban Meyer needs to come back. Well, Kenny has health problems. I'm sure you can find a doctor to tell you that what you want to hear, if you really want to hear it. We do, have, we do have advances in medical science. He's a 54-year-old guy. A guy who's been that competitive his entire life. You really want to sit on the sidelines for your entire life? Do you really want to do that, Urban? So you're telling me he's going to go be a part of the Fox pregame show, which is supposed to go head-to-head against College Game Day. Finally, something else that's going to go head-to-head against College Game Day. And that means that Fox is going to be at the biggest games in the country. And Urban Meyer is going to be live right there on the scene. And he's going to see all the pomp and circumstance, all the craziness from the fans. And he's going to be right there, up front and center, see everything that's going on. And then after the show, he gets to, if he wants to, go in and watch these games. And because he's Urban Meyer and because he's part of Fox and Fox are going to be broadcasting these games, he gets all the access in the world. They roll out the red carpet for Urban Meyer. You're telling me Urban's not going to want to come back at all? I hope he wants to come back, and I hope he does come back. And I hope that those games that he's a part of when they go to the shootout or, the excuse me, the rivalry now, when he goes to the rivalry or when he goes to any one of these great big Big 12 games or Fox Sports games, Big 10 games, whatever games that Fox have, and Urban has to go back and watch those things, I hope they give him the siren sound, and I hope that he goes to a place like USC because I can't imagine what 2020 would be like, but I know it would be a lot of fun. Urban Meyer as the head coach at USC, the guy who said just a year ago that he wasn't going to be a college football coach anymore, and oh my goodness, hallelujah, he's healed. Kind of like Bruce Arians with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But oh my goodness, he's healed, and here comes back Urban Meyer, and now he's here to resurrect one of the great programs in history, one of the historic rivals of Ohio State in history, the USC Trojans. He's going to right all the wrongs. He's there in L.A. He's there with the glitz and glamour and the fun, and everybody who's putting all the pressure on him, and he's got to win L.A., and he's going to rope off the city of all their athletes because some of them have decided to go to UCLA recently because we know Chip's a pretty good recruiter, and they're starting to boil up something that seems like they're going to have over there at UCLA, and of course, the Pac-12 is filled with a lot of great talent and a lot of great players, but he'll be able to get them, and then because Urban Meyer's such a stone-cold killer of recruiter, he'll start recruiting right there in Big Ten country, right there against the kids who grew up being big-time Ohio State fans, and if they can all run a 4-3, he'll try to get both. He won't just let Ohio State take the one that's in their backyard. He'll try to get both of those guys, and it's going to make Ohio State fans really confused about their feelings about Urban Meyer, and instead of confused, it'll probably get angry. Guess who benefits from it? All of us. Because Ohio State will more than likely still be a top football program. It will still be in the mix overall in the top ten. 
If Urban Meyer gets USC back to the top 10, that could arrange a meeting. And my God, wouldn't that meeting be fun? Wouldn't that be a blast for everybody else? And I could sit back and watch Ohio State fans get angry and USC fans start to pump their chests again and Ohio State fans throw their lot behind Ryan Day and call Urban Meyer the biggest crook in the country just like Florida fans do. And My God, does that make it so much more fun? And maybe Jim Harbaugh get a chance against USC again and maybe get that monkey off his back. No, it's not Ohio State. It's not Urban Meyer against Ohio State. But maybe he'll get that shot too. Imagine, if you will, Ohio State, Alabama, Clemson, USC, Michigan, Alabama, Clemson, USC. Urban Meyer, no matter what we say, makes it better. It makes it more fun. Coming up next, you're definitely going to hate him if you don't already. But no one could do what Baker Mayfield does for the Cleveland Browns. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. This is the Ken Carmen Show. 855-212-4CBS at CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line. Coming up at 1 p.m. Eastern, we'll talk to Bill Bender. We'll preview the Big Ten. I- I'm just excited for college football to be on its way back. Five weeks until college football officially kicks off with a big game. I'm really excited about it, man. I can't wait. One thing I also can't wait for is the NFL, obviously, and the NFL. And what's going on? Now, I, I got to be honest. I got to come out and be honest with everybody. Now, it's a running gag to Tom because anytime we start to talking about Cleveland, what do you say about me, Tom? What do you say, Tom? Go ahead. You just like to, to make it about the Browns. I don't like to make everything about the Browns. It's just when we talk about losers or something like that, I go, well, I got plenty of experience with this. What am I supposed to do? I don't really have a problem with it. I think they're the most interesting team in the NFL right now, so it works very well. But, you know, you, you do have what? a proclivity for that direction. That's all. What, what, what's the proclivity? Well, I think you just said it. Like, if, if there's an example of something and they, they are an example of a lot of things, you, your brain goes right there. But it makes sense. It's, it's the team you talk about the most in your job every day. <laughs> by a mile, I mean- too. If it okay, like if it comes to the Dolphins, like when I talk about the Dolphins, like yeah, you guys might be tanking. Uh, I got experience with this. Uh, don't be too attached to uh, Brian Flores. Oh man! Now I, I I hold Brian Flores. At what? What's wrong? What is wrong? Tell me oh, what's that's wrong, just Tom. A very Browns outlook. I mean, we haven't even seen the guy coach a game yet, and I actually am kind of excited. For Brian Flores. You can be excited for Brian Flores, but I'm telling you, if you're going to sit there and not give the guy, we'll see what Josh Rosen's able to do. Okay, I don't want to just write off Josh Rosen or give up on him just yet. But if you're you're not going to give the guy top-end talent, if you're going to take away any of the talent that you do have, if you're not going to give the guy a real quarterback, what you believe is going to be able to help. Now, again, we'll see, but that seems to be the belief about Josh Rosen. It's only been one year. Guess what? He's just going to get fired. No, you're not wrong. And you do exactly. have experience. You have seen this Thank before. Thank you. Yes. I have seen this before. And if you as a fan are willing to, to not fall in love with the coach and not fall in love with the general manager, then I say off you go. Because it's taken the it's taken the cow or taking the Cowboys. It's it's taken the Dolphins nearly as long as what it took the Browns to find another quarterback, and they're still searching. I thought Jay Fiedler might have had it there for a minute. But ever since Dan Marino, hey, they're in the same spot. They can't find a quarterback. Took Ryan Tannehill. That one ain't going to work out. So they've tried. At least they've tried. The Browns barely even tried for a while. So that's the only reason I see it. But So I know that what I'm about to say, Tom's probably going to roll his eyes. But the truth is simply the truth, folks, and I can't help it. Because I read the article with Mina Kimes earlier this week from ESPN. I know I'm pounding the desk and all this stuff. But I read the Mina Kimes piece 
earlier this week from ESPN. And there's a quote in there that 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 Baker Mayfield's talking about Odell Beckham Jr. And quote, he's here to play in front of fans who actually care, who actually show up to every game and pack the stadium and love him for who he is. And oh man, did I hear WFAN this week and did I see Sean Marash with DA losing his mind. Because you call out the team, that's one thing. You call out the fans, whoo, boy. And all this offseason, Baker's talked and talked and said what he's on his mind. You know what Baker Mayfield reminds me of? Hit it. It is so hard to be humble when you're looking like Ric Flair. And the cap last night's events. As I walked out of New York City today, Every woman within a hundred yards was hollering, here comes the boss. And Bruce Springsteen was nowhere to be seen. Bruce Springsteen, if you can follow my act in New York, then you will be the boss. Now, let's talk about what's happening. Baltimore, Philadelphia, Magnum TA. You know, girls, I know you like it when I slide out of these clothes. You see? The difference between me and a lot of these so-called big-time stars is that I'm custom-made with the clothes. I got the big Rolex watches. I got everything that's going on. I'm the best-looking man alive. Audio courtesy of the National Wrestling Alliance. That's who Baker Mayfield reminds me of. And that's why Browns fans are excited. And that is why... Teams around the NFL or their fans are going to hate Baker Mayfield if they don't already. They're going to hate the Browns if they don't already. It's a talented football team, but they haven't proven anything since most of you were born. They haven't proven anything since I was a small child. They have been dormant for 30 years, and it's for those reasons why Baker Mayfield isn't just a quarterback. He is the perfect quarterback at the perfect time for the Cleveland Browns. And I am dead ass about this. Before last night when I sent this sheet that I hold in my hand to Tom D. Benedetto, our executive producer here at the Ken Carmen Show right here on CBS Sports Radio. Tom says, I don't know what this means. Well, let me tell you what this means, my friend. You go back to that 2018 draft. And I can tell you this with flat honesty. And no, Tom, it's not turning everything to the Browns. It's not turning everything back to Cleveland. I can swear on a stack of Bibles a mile high. You go back to that draft. Baker, Sam Darnold, Josh Rosen, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. You throw in any one of those free agents that you had. None of them. Do what Baker Mayfield has done for the Cleveland Browns in the last 18 months. None of them. Absolutely zero. But, Ken, they didn't beat anybody good. They were 1-31 the previous two years. They were 0-16 the year right before. Beating teams that aren't that good is a goal for the Browns. But, Ken, they still lost to Pittsburgh twice. Uh-huh. Head coach was Hugh Jackson. But, Ken, 
Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. They're the ones that went to the postseason. And again, Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens were 1-31 going into last year. They had John Harbaugh, who I would fi- I would have fired a ton of coaches to hire John Harbaugh if John Harbaugh would have got canned at the end of the year. That is the best argument that I love to hear, and I just love to hear it every single time. Carrington Harrison said it himself just about an hour ago. Hey, I can't take the Browns that seriously. A good buddy, Carrington Harrison. Even though we just met today, he's now good buddy, Carrington Harrison. From 610 Sports Radio in Kansas City. Hey, you know, the Browns got a lot of talent, but they didn't beat anybody good last year. Exactly, because the Browns sucked to a historical level before that. That's what Baker Mayfield did that I don't believe that Sam Darnold could have done. Because if you put Sam Darnold, Josh Rosen, Josh Allen, or Lamar Jackson in there, or any one of the other free agent quarterbacks, guys who have sucked up the room or journeymen or whatever you want to, and you put them with the Browns, their history since 1999, the Haslams. Remember, you had Josh Gordon going into that into this last season, and boy, people just kept on talking about Josh Gordon and trying to make excuses for Josh Gordon when Josh Gordon did nothing but pretty much cause problems for the Cleveland Browns and, and cause problems for fans because we just begged Josh to be able to get himself off the booze and the drugs and everything to make his life tolerable so he could come back and play football. Because that's all that people wanted because they hung on to that dream more than anything else. And you know why? Because the quarterback sucked up until last year. But go ahead and put Sam Darnold, Rose and Allen, Lamar Jackson, or any one of those free agents with the Browns. With the Browns' history since 1999. With the belief of the Haslam's before last year, with Josh Gordon before last year, and with the rest of the AFC North that has collectively kicked the ass of the Cleveland Browns for 20 plus years to a tune that I can't even do the math that high. And then you put all that on those quarterbacks with Hugh Jackson, a guy who cupped his ear to the wall to listen in on offensive meetings. A man who listened to press conferences from Todd Haley to count how many Todd Haley uttered his name. That is the head coach of the Cleveland Browns at that time, Hugh Jackson. Do I believe that any one of these guys in Darnold, Rosen, Allen, Jackson, or which is funny when it comes to Allen Jackson, Allen or Jackson or any one of the free agents, I think that I'd be terrified, scared for any one of those quarterbacks stacked up with that in front of them. I said it for so many years, and finally it came. You didn't just need a quarterback in Cleveland. You needed a messiah. You tried to force it once with Johnny Manziel. He wasn't ready for the for the spotlight. He wasn't ready for the trappings of the NFL. It's not even been a full season with Baker Mayfield. I can't guarantee that everything's going to work out like sunshine and roses with Baker Mayfield. But what I am going to tell you that if it does, you are going to hate him. But eventually, you'll love him. Because when I was a kid and I heard Ric Flair, the NWA, on a Saturday night... 
calling out Dusty Rhodes and calling out Magnum TA and calling out the rest of the NWA and talking about how he was born with a golden spoon in his mouth and that he dressed himself in $100 pleated pants in cashmere in alligator shoes. I hated Ric Flair's guts. Now as a fully grown man, one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, and this stands to be true because he was in professional wrestling, the entertainment of the common man, which most of us in America are common, good, decent, hardworking people. It makes Ric Flair one of the greatest entertainers of all time. Ric Flair's memorable, and so shall be Baker Mayfield. You may hate him now. But if things work out the way they're supposed to, and that's a big if, if things work out the way they're supposed to, we will tell tales like this lovingly, romantically, for years to come. If it were Sam Darnold, who I wanted out of the draft, by the way. I wanted Sam Darnold. Rosen, Josh Allen, or Lamar Jackson. I'd be petrified for their future. Could you imagine how, I mean, my God, I know that people say what they say about Steve Wilkes. Could you imagine Josh Rosen with Hugh Jackson? Would he be in the XFL right now? Hugh Jackson. The biggest loser in NFL history. That enough he had to overcome. A guy who was more interested in his personal fame and not being attached to losers of what he's seen than actually being a head coach and trying to dig out on its own, is a great accomplishment by Baker Mayfield. And even I know that he's accomplished nothing. Carrington Harrison reminded me of it in the first hour. You are more than welcome to remind me of it for the rest of eternity until he actually accomplishes something. But that is the reason. Cleveland Browns have been trying to do it the nice way. And Browns fans have been trying to do it the nice way for three generations. It's given them ridicule. It's given them embarrassment, and now they have to change. And you can't force that change on Sam Darnold, on Lamar Jackson, on Rosen Allen. You needed a guy who was willing to be a living, breathing a-hole to anybody who isn't on his side. That's Baker Mayfield. And he, out of that class, is the only guy who was equipped to deal with the suckitude that was the Cleveland Browns up until they drafted Baker Mayfield. You may hate him, but my God, if it goes his way, you're going to respect him. Up next, Joe West. Yeah, he kind of sucks. He's still better than Optimus Prime. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.